Oh, shout out to Gilmore Girls. Please, Monroe. Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. I'm your best friend, Ragnar. And I'm joined here in Iceland by my funny little friend, Gudjon. Gudjon, how are you feeling? I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay. We haven't spoken in what feels like uh, a calendar year. Yes, it's, it's so long. But it's been, what has it been, like two weeks maybe? Yeah, almost. I've, uh, you could say that I've had gender reassignment surgery because I've been abroad. I did not get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, I just got back from, from Denmark last night. I slept incredibly poorly. And then Monroe is fucking making us record this, I would say in the morning, but it's it's uh, afternoon. Yeah. But it's early. Yeah. <sighs> like, we... I, I, I'm not fun now. No, me neither. I'm, uh, I'm horrible. Should we just call him and see if he's yes. able to let's see if he can. Shit up? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's call Monroe. <laughs> What's up, folks? Hey, Monroe. <laughs> Thanks for uh, making us record. Basically, in the middle of the night. Well, fuck you. I, I rescheduled <laughs> my entire weekend because you said the only day he could do was Saturday or Sunday, and I wanted to do Saturday morning. You said you couldn't be arse getting up, so I re-jigged my weekend so that we can do it in the afternoon. Thank you. Uh, actually, Gucci said he couldn't do it. That I was willing. I said that I could do it at like 8.30 in the morning or whatever the fuck you wanted to do it. 9, 9.30. Yeah. 9.30, yeah. I wasn't even awake then. I was... I slept terribly, guys. I woke up... I went to sleep at like 3 in the morning. Uh, woke up at 5, woke up at 8, uh, slept terribly, and woke up at 10.30. Ugh. Ugh. Do you are you are you a morning person, Monroe? Uh, well, I've been told I am recently because when I go into the wards in the morning, I try and do a little dance and sing a little bit and uh, try and uh, create a, a positive work environment. Um, What's his name? Then, the the guy Happy Gilmore? No, the uh, Robin Williams guy, Marilyn. Oh, Monroe. Uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. No, no. <laughs> What's no, his no. name? What's his name? <laughs> Johnny Appleseed. Uh, fucking. Uh, Pat Adams. Adams. Adams, yeah. Is that uh, who you're trying to be? Not quite on his level. I haven't pulled out the red nose yet. Um, okay, that's on Red Nose Day. I'm trying to, and then people just look at me every so often and kind of with disdain and look at me and go, mm-hmm. are you a morning person? And then move on. Mm. So it's not really having the desired effect. In a world where um, you have three weeks off, uh, you have no obligations and no plans. Let's yeah. imagine that scenario. Yeah. Uh, at the sort of start of week three, what time are you going to sleep? What time are you waking up? Uh, probably going to sleep around midnight, getting up like nine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, would say I call you a morning person. Say the same. Really? I, yeah. <clears throat> I default to like three to 11. Oh. Mm. Mm. That's just like if I, yeah, if I have no obligations and stuff, then that's my optimal <clears throat> optimal sleeping pattern. Like I'll do, I'll do stuff between like eleven and three. Like uh, record music or edit the podcast or like chill in some way. Um, and I'd much rather do that than be awake between eight and eleven. When I was a kid, I always, I, I if I was awake at nine o'clock, I felt like so bad. What about in which direction? Like in the in the in the evening evening, if I wasn't asleep before like if it was ten. I was like, "Oh God, everything is ruined," <laughs> and and I I'm a little bit like that still. Oh. If it if if it's like after midnight that I'm awake, I st- I feel guilty. Why? And in the in the like morning, if I'm not awake before nine, then I feel guilty. Why? I feel like I've ruined the day. See, this is this is the fascism of morning people, <laughs> <laughs> where like they act. You people act like you're better than everyone else. Like I don't, I don't judge people for 
going to sleep early and, and waking up early. Whereas the other way around, you're always judged. It's like, oh, you've wasted the entire day. Look at you getting up at 10.30. You're not even going to see the fucking birds wake up to catch the worms. It's so beautiful. Like, shut up. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I know, but I'm, I'm saying you said that. <sighs> Wait, they don't really know why we sleep either, do we? Like, no, that's, that mystery. is one of the fucking crazy things, right? Like, sleeping... Uh, you sleep all the time. Like what we do you sleep mean? a third of our a third it, of our life is spent in sleep. Essentially, it's obvious. You're tired. You sleep. Oh my lord! <laughs> you are you are the single worst scientist on this podcast. We've spoken about giraffes before, but giraffes only sleep for I think about forty five minutes a day, just to add to their wonderfulness. So everything sleep. I remember uh, we were in Aberdeen and we were doing uh, presentations. I don't know if you were in this class. We had to do a, a presentation on something, and I did it on sleep. Did you not um, also do a presentation uh, on cannabis where you put a little symbol in Latin, which if you translate oh, so it, says we, smoke weed every day? Yeah, we t yeah we. Uh, this was for my bio business module, which was a piss take. So we decided to, you know, just go as far as we possibly could. So every we did it for like three years, and every year we just upped the ante, uh, and. By the it was so Mr. Fogarty who uh, has a voicemail for us. I think nice this week. Uh, at least he promised it. <clears throat> um, so we were there and we kept just saying random shit. So yeah, we we had something. Me and him, we had a presentation where it was something to do with weed, uh, and we we made this weird logo and we put it on every single slide and had these elephants and all this stuff and it had a Latin Latin slogan that meant smoke weed every day. Uh, and they asked us at the end, they were like, what does this mean? And we said something, we were like, strength, unity, togetherness. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we also did, uh, me and this other girl, we just, every single thing I did for that class was just to see how far you could push it. We did, a, we were supposed to do a presentation where we we're like making a theoretical drug about some disease, like to cure some disease, didn't matter which one it was. Uh, the whole point of it was like the business side of it. Mm. Uh, so we decided to do this drug for female hysteria and all of our science was ancient <laughs> Greek, like <laughs> absolute <laughs> bullshit. Uh, uh, we somehow managed to pass a goddamn university class talking about this nice. just total garbage. <laughs> I was listening to another podcast this week, even though I don't Malcolm know Gladwell. why you would when not Malcolm Gladwell, uh, of the comedic variety, If oh, I Were You. Oh, yeah, with Jake And Neer. guess what I heard? A little shout out for Colin Monroe. Absolutely you did. You sure did. And uh, our theme song, our intro theme song, uh, can be heard on If I Were You, but with slightly different words, because I sang about Jake and Amir. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, and then they talked about me for... An extended period of time. The fact that you beat up Amir and then went to their wedding and yeah. were the best part of the wedding. And yeah. yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. Mm, I'm a, a celebrity podcast topic. <laughs> nice. Is <laughs> what I am. Yeah, so thanks to, to Jake and Amir for that. You've also submitted a question to them before as well, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Well, n no, I haven't, but uh, uh, someone else did. But we don't have to talk about that. Nice, yeah. <laughs> After I said, it, I was like, oh, maybe not for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, we're celebrities. So if you uh, if you listen to If I Were You, then check out that episode, and and then also tell all your friends and tell your mom and tell your everyone, and, and make yeah. us even more famous. Yeah. Than we already are with our parents and <laughs> close friends. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're so we're so famous. Uh, what have you boys been up to this week? I have been trying to live a life without any green men and crying oh, at work. What? What? Without any green men? You know, to help you cross the road. Oh. Uh, For some what? reason, they don't exist in Turkey. So huh? sometimes the most stressful part of my day is the 10-minute walk back to my flat where I just have to cross a few roads where... They just have a system where kind of like uh, cars just at some stage shouldn't really be going halfway across the road. So you can get to the middle of the road unless they're turning. And then you just kind of have to work out when this point is and then go down to make a big dash for it. And then just that's that's just how you survive in Turkey. They just don't have green men. What the hell? Yeah, so, I know. 
But I mean, they, I'm sure they have traffic lights, so you can they have just traffic lights for the cars. Them, right? But then there's never a point where there are no vehicles crossing the road where you are. Okay, so could, vehicles can also turn left or turn right so this, into where you're going. This is you being a uh, a Brit, because this is something that doesn't happen, to my knowledge. Other, it might happen in the stages, I don't know, but it doesn't happen in the rest of Europe, where all the cars stop moving and pedestrians can cross the entire intersection oh, this isn't the thing like i'm in so all grateful for it pretty much it's such a good idea no because it no it's it's shitty because it's it impedes traffic flow you might as well do it in the the proper way where when uh when there's a set of red lights on a car on cars then perpendicular to that there's a green man for the crossing yeah but there's not even a green man here i know but like you can you can uh, extrapolate the green man from this in your situation. In my hometown, there was only one traffic light. <laughs> are you from Star? Are, are you from Stars Hollow and Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Oh, shout out to oh. Gilmore Girls! Absolutely, Lorelai Gilmore. Hello. Mm, yeah, uh, uh, I would love to just. Which which of the Gilmore reality. boys do you think Rory should have ended up with? Uh, so I'm going to be Team Jess, right? Uh, because he's most 100% like me. Team Jess. But he's a dickhead. He's also a dickhead. Well, he, like, grew, he, he, he comes her. into yes, his own later on, you know. He Who does. Jess, of those. Jess was the bad boy. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he, obviously him. Uh, Dean was a, a dickhead. Dean was yeah. not. Dean was a. Uh, Dean was just the nice guy, wasn't he? He was just. No, not at the end. Not when he cheated on his girlfriend to fuck Rory, etc. Well, yeah, I guess not. But overall, so like that, that overall, Dean overall, was he was nice. The but then nice he was, a, then he was a dick. It, it, yeah. it was he never deserved her. He was beneath her. Uh, Jess challenged her, but he was also a bit of a dickhead. He was difficult. He was yeah, a hormonal. I man. also didn't like him. Um, then there was that cunt hunter or whatever. What's his name? Uh, Logan. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit. Uh, he yeah, he was a dick. He was a he posh was boy. He's like. Yeah, he, fuck him. Like, I'd punch him in the throat. If, uh, <laughs> it's just something you feel quite strongly about. Yeah, he's just such... He's a cunt. Like, he's... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. he is. He's a cunt. He, like, was, he, was, he was cool, you mean? No. What? No, he was the opposite. He was chinos in a fucking, like, vest. He was a cunt. I wear chinos to work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a... He was, he's not a cool... He's not a cool dude. Were there any other ones? Was it just the three? It just three, I think. Yeah, just the th- there yeah. was also that. Remember that dweeby guy that kind of loved her, but she never liked him. What was he called? The let's just be friends. Oh, the guy. one she she always she always forgot his name or something. No, that wasn't actual. Oh, wait, that was that was in the film. Uh, yeah. I know. I never saw the film. That well, the one always forget her name well, was, whatever, was in the, the film. The new ones. It wasn't a film. It was like well, four, four episodes. episodes yeah, yeah, four episodes. Yeah, a year in the mm-hmm. life. Yeah, yeah I, so I I only saw the first episode of that. I need to I need to do it. It's just like it's one of these things where I do this with video games sometimes as well, uh, where it's drawing to a close, and I don't want to I don't want it to end. So I like put off finishing it for maybe years. Mm. One of my one of my long. friends is not watching Lord of the Rings again until twenty forty, so that he can have that feeling of watching it again for the first time. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'll green like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there are certain things that I've watched. Um, so I don't like Star Wars. I used to uh, sort of like Star Wars. I'm sorry, because you brought you bought your Millennium Falcon. Thing. Yeah, I don't really like the movies either. So I used to like it as a child, and then I realized upon growing up that that liking it is there's nothing to like it's bullshit but anyway so i remember watching the like the second trilogy episode one two and three as a child and thought they were so good and mm. so cool whatever like they were awesome because it had fucking i mean light like like lightsabers are cool yeah you know i mean yeah anakin was so cool that Ugh, so child anakin, like on 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 this racer device the pod racer yeah pod racer. so they the two the three people so there's uh there's anakin as a child yeah uh, which we shouldn't shit talk now because that guy has like legit schizophrenia, like paranoid schizophrenia and has had a bad life. Mm. But anyway, then there was the woman, woman who played Anakin's mom in episode one. And then there's grown up Anakin, Hayden Christensen. That trifecta is the trifecta of the worst actors this world has ever seen. <laughs> They're like, I'm so angry right now. Padme, I love you. Like, ugh, horrible. So I watched, I rewatched these movies uh, when they were on TV in Aberdeen. 
So this would have been 2013, 14. Mm -hmm. And it, it struck me how these things were utter garbage. Do you think uh, Matilda was the real Last Jedi? Oh, this is a is shout. It, is it from the new movies? No, he's talking about Matilda, Roald Dahl's Matilda. Ah, right? yes. Yes. Uh, potentially. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I she just, doesn't have a lightsaber, though, does she? No, she doesn't have a lightsaber, but she doesn't even know. Well, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't even know she's a Jedi, so where would she get? She has a lightsaber in the book, but not in the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then in the, uh, the musical adaptation, they replace it with like a, a rapier. Just for like uh, real. They had a fun little reunion of all the Matilda crew where they went through a little reading and you could watch it. Uh, and mm-hmm. Mrs. Trungible was there kicking ass. Of course. Uh, Isn't course. that girl like she doesn't act anymore? I don't know. She stopped acting. What was, I, I don't even know what her name was. Mar- Mara uh, Wilson. Oh, very good. Did you Google that or did you just? Uh, just off the top of my head. No, I Googled. I definitely Googled it. <laughs> I think she doesn't act. I think she's just. She does something She's else. just real. Yeah. She doesn't no. pretend. No. <laughs> there's another good, there's a couple of good theories uh, about this sort of like, this is the real that. But the good one is uh, Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack. Did you guys ever watch those cartoons? Yes. Powerpuff Girls, yes. Uh, also, just so whilst we're on Sarah Wilson, her other... That's her, is that her name? I thought you said Mara. Mara sorry, Mara Wilson. <laughs> Uh, her other big debut roles have been Thomas the Tank Engine and the Magic Railroad and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, of course she's in Mrs. Doubtfire. It says here yeah, her yeah. name is Tani DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Danny DeVito played the child in, yes. in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. It was yeah. very weird. <laughs> Uh, Samurai Jack that's uh, it was a cartoon on Cartoon Network I think there was a new season lately and there's a video game coming out but it's like a this weird post-apocalyptic futuristic uh, alien type shit that a samurai gets transported into Mm. and it is the Powerpuff Girls world ooh really Uh, yeah and it is like it is there's so many like shout outs to it and stuff and you can just see that it is it's the Powerpuff Girls world way way in the future nice cool yeah, it is nice. Uh, there's also, there's, you know, there's loads of these things, right? We're like, this is actually this. But if we're going to talk about Star Wars, have you heard about the uh, the Jar Jar Binks theory? No. Oh. The Darth Jar Jar. The Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, honestly, this is the only thing that can redeem Star Wars, that that trilogy, the second one, if this is true. Because the, the theory goes that in episode one, The Phantom Menace, Jar Jar Binks was being introduced as this like drunken master type thing mm-hmm. where he's like a, an extremely powerful Jedi uh, who pretends to be totally incompetent. And then he was going to be revealed to be this like Darth Lord. And there's all these little things that you can see that support this theory. And it makes a lot of sense. And then because he was so overwhelmingly unpopular, because he was so annoying in that movie, George Lucas uh, chickened out and scrapped this idea. And instead, you got this half-baked Count Dooku thing in episode two. Nice. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic theory, and I really, really hope it's true. But you never know. No, that's the beauty of adventure. Mm. Uh, okay, so you, uh, you Monroe, have uh, had a fear of crossing the, the street. And why have you been crying at work? Because it's hard to be a doctor? Oh, yeah, I was, I was doing fine, cracking on with work until Friday. And then uh, Friday at work, I just like... Uh, I don't know. I was just going. Did you genuinely cry? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. I was like, I was on the wards, and um, they, I was not. So previously, I've been doing the job with um, sharing it with another doctor, and then on Friday, I was on my own. Um, but there were kind of twice as many patients, and there was a lot more work to do, and I was on my own. And uh, there were some kind of semi-serious patients that I had to deal with, and then the nurses were constantly saying, "Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. This needs done now." And then the doctors were coming on the ward to, like the consultants were coming on the ward to review their patients, I had to go with them. And uh, it was like this from sort of eight in the morning till about half past one. I was trying to get on top of it and couldn't. And then uh, eventually, I think there's something called something called survivor syndrome. And it's when, uh, so it's mostly known in sort of search and rescue environments where uh, someone will basically achieve some superhuman feat to get themselves out of a uh, tricky situation. So they might like drag themselves down a mountain with a, a broken leg or something and be walking on the leg or whatever. But as soon as they get within sight of the search and rescue teams, 
they then collapse and they can literally go on no longer. And not that I did anything nearly as amazing as that that morning, <laughs> but I think it was like a low-level version of that where I'd just kind of been going and going and going and getting stressed. And then as soon as one of my uh, seniors came over to try and give me a hand, I just went, I just like started crying out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? The tears are just coming out my eyes. <laughs> oh, you poor uh, thing. And then, uh, yeah, took uh, like went away for like 25 minutes and took a minute uh, and then sat outside the hospital and uh, got my shit back together and then cracked on with it. Why didn't you uh, call a bro? I should, I should have. Yeah. That was my week. Intuitively or instinctively or whatever or something, uh, you can uh, empathize, well, like understand this this concept that you were just talking about, the yeah. like, survivor syndrome thing or whatever. Because mm-hmm. like imagine running a marathon, like the last 100 meters or something, like you're going to be so tired. Yeah. And I remember when I was when I was trying to no when I was learning to swim as a young child. Then uh, when I you know swimming in these lanes, and when I got to the the shallow end of the lane where I was like two meters from the shore and uh, knew that I could touch bottom, that was when I had a very hard time swimming. Mm. It's, it's, it's a little bit like when you have to pee and you're like running to and you you're fine until you're home. And then when you come closer and closer to the bathroom, you need more and more. Oh, yeah. That's called latchkey incontinence, and it's a thing. Uh, and I am... Um, so there's... this. What's, what's latchkey incontinence? It's it's the, the fact that you... Like when you're opening your door, basically, to come home, that's when you need to pee the most. Like you can... If you had stayed yeah, out for yeah, another yeah. hour, yeah. you would have been p- totally fine. But yeah. just the fact that you're coming home makes you... Like makes it unbearable. Yeah, yeah. I had that when I was I was came home from work and I needed to poo for the last sort of <laughs> two hours of work, but I managed to hold it in. And then I was walking home, and as soon as I got to my door, uh, I saw one of the other doctors that um, lives in the same building just came by, and started chatting, and I literally had to go. I need to go and poo, and then just run into the flat. <laughs> so I get this like the rest of the human race, and then I get this other thing that my dad also gets. So thanks, Pop. Um, where if I am looking for something, like if I'm searching for an object, I will immediately need to pee so badly. <laughs> what? And it is in it fucking infuriating because I don't, I don't know if I, I have mentioned in this podcast before. I think that I don't pee that often. Like I'm in general, I can like hold it. I pee maybe like two, three times a day, like in a standard day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Without fail, if I am looking for an object, I will have to pee so badly that I just have to go to the bathroom pee, and then I can resume the search. And it is—it's so <laughs> annoying. Uh, it's just the worst. That is the worst. What have you been yeah. up to this week? Me? Yeah. Uh, so I told a good joke at the the top end of this podcast that Gunnar didn't appreciate. I said uh, I had. You could say that I had gender reassignment yeah, surgery. Yeah, you've been to Denmark, haven't you, for your brother's wedding and stag do? Are you just going to cut off my punchline? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. What have you been doing this so week, 25, Ragnar? 20 minutes in or whatever, should we just end the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you could say that I had gender reassignment surgery. Oh, because you were in Denmark. Oh, abroad. yeah, for your brother's uh, engagement party. And, uh, yeah. So uh, follow us on Calling Monroe, uh, <laughs> but don't bother sending in the voicemails because it's over. <laughs> no, I've, I flew to Denmark uh, last Friday, came back last night. Nice. How was it? It was so good. It was so good. We had his... Uh, so on Saturday... Last week we had his bachelor party thing. Oh yeah, and it was awesome. So we we did a whole whole host of stuff. We played archery tag, which was it was like at a paintball arena. That but it wasn't like paintball. Fun. Yeah, it was fun, man. We just had these like bows with these like arrows that had kind of like a soft thing at the end, and we're shooting each other in like teams. It was great. And then we played uh, football darts, which ended with the the most dramatic finish of all time. It was like it was. Like, imagine a a movie about football darts. <laughs> it would have played I don't out even like know, this. I don't even know what it is. It's like, you know darts? Yes. Do you know feet? Yes. Do you know balls? Yes. There you go. Uh, that's what you described before. 
<laughs> so it's like it's just like a huge dartboard thing that you like have a football like a, a soccer ball and you play like that uh yeah but it was great and we uh, had food we had drinks we had uh there was a bit of an emotional part as well uh, mm-hmm. then we went to a restaurant we went to this, oh, incredible we went to this restaurant where for really not that much money uh 350 danish kroner each which is like 7000 icelandic kroner each which is how many pounds like 50 yes nice 50 pounds uh you get all you can eat all you can drink food and alcohol Kaboom. so we we had there was just like constantly like five pizzas on the table that they just replenished and then all the alcohol you order within the hour and a half slot that you get uh, you get for free. So we, there was like bottles of red wine and pitchers of beer and pitchers of cocktails and all this stuff and champagne. So I got a little bit drunk. A little mm. little tipsy? Uh, yeah, just a tad. But it was uh, chill. It was chill. I uh, So I thought personally that we had gone to this restaurant and then we'd gone to a bar slash cafe thing uh, and then gone home. Turns out this is incorrect. <laughs> uh, we were... <laughs> We, I found that out many days later. We went to a bar, then we no, we went to the restaurant, then we went to the bar, and then we went to like a park type thing and sat there for a, an extended period of time. And this is the only time in my life where I have forgotten and like blacked out essentially and forgotten an extended period of time. You've never, never blacked out before? No, never. No way. It was a point of pride, and uh, now I don't. I can't say that anymore. No, you so, have yeah, nothing in your life left never to be proud happened. of. No, I lost my pants and my sunglasses, but found the pants. <laughs> oh, when you say pants, do you mean pants pants or trouser pants? Uh, trouser pants. Uh, you American little shit. Excuse? Well, pants are pants, trousers are trousers. No, underpants. Why? Because they go underpants. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, survivor, <laughs> survivor syndrome, I looked it up. Turns out survivor syndrome <laughs> is actually something that people in companies go through after a redundancy... Ah. And it's basically the the complex sets of emotions which happen after a big downsizing when you're one of the survivors. So initially there's relief. Oh, isn't that just survivor? But then there's, well, it's very similar, yeah. Uh, and then there's, so there's initial relief, but then there's anxiety and anger and guilt and all sorts that come after it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can't find yeah. out what the actual syndrome I was talking about is called. But it's it mm. isn't it just called being a quitter, being 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 a little loser, cry, baby. And a then loser. one, I heard uh, one of the nurses mocking me afterwards as well because I was around the corner doing some some uh, drug charts, and then uh, I could hear the nurses chatting around the corner like, "Oh, where's the doctor? I need to get him to to sign this for me." And one of the nurses was like, "Oh, he's just around there, but you might cry when you hand it to him, but it's fine." <laughs> oh, what a what a cunt! What a fucking cunt. like. Fuck these sorts of people, man. What is the point in that? Why does she have to be a bitch? She's a big, mean meanie. Yeah, like, why does she have to do that? Like, is she so much better than you? No, she's not. Fuck her. She did also make the old uh, quip about me getting paid more than her as well, which, to be fair, the current level of my ability versus hers is probably not unreasonable. Absolutely. There's a great, uh, in community, there's an absolutely fantastic line where they're um, they're in a hospital and... Jeff Winger, I think it is, it must be because he says these sorts of things. He goes in somewhere where he's not allowed to and the nurse is like, you can't go in there. And he says to her, what are you going to do? Twice the work of a doctor for half the pay? <laughs> <laughs> is that not a Scrubs line? That's a line from Scrubs, isn't it? With Dr. Cox. Is it? Is that not Dr. Cox that says that? Because no. you, you've, oh, told, wait, you've told me, you're the one who's told me this line before, but last time you told me it was, it was Scrubs with Dr. Cox saying it to... Uh, What's uh, Turk's wife probably called? Probably is, yeah, yeah. What will you do? Twice worked for a doctor for half the pay. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking this up on Google. Yeah, it, it, no, it says community on Reddit. It says oh, really? Community. Uh, nice. There's other stuff I say. So Scrubs. This I wanted to ask you this at the top of the episode. So thanks for reminding me. It has been said somewhere, somehow over the rainbow, um, that out of all these doctor shows on the television box, mm-hmm. most of them are are nothing like doctoring like house and uh gray's anatomy and all this crap mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing like an actual hospital but it yeah. has been i've heard that scrubs is the most realistic depiction of a hospital yeah i've heard this too i haven't watched scrubs in so many years that i can't uh, really remember scrubs is one of my all-time favorites so it's uh, my favorite shows are 30 rock and scrubs probably and then futurama and the simpsons are sort of like in the league of their own but nice. scrubs is honestly you should watch it it is so good it's like the perfect mixture of happy and sad you should watch the episode uh 
and we need to get my friend Bryn on this uh, on this podcast to talk about his story. Nice. Uh, but the episode is, uh, oh, I just spoiled it by calling it that. I'll bleep it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there's a, and the, the Dr. Cox's, uh, brother-in-law episode. Oh my God. The whole thing, man. Scrubs is, Scrubs is mm. the best. Watch it. So a random, this is a bit of a, a bit of a random segue. Something I've been thinking. We don't do random segues on this podcast. No, never. One of the things I've been thinking about lately, and it's come up, it comes up periodically in my head and I've never found a good answer. What the fuck is with all the sheep? Sheep everywhere. Sure. I don't. I do, I, it's similar in Iceland. There's a lot of sheep everywhere, yeah. aren't there? Mm-hmm. But nobody eats sheep really. Like, how often do you actually eat sheep? They do I'm, lamb. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but lamb's not even that common compared to like beef or. So in in the UK, lamb is not very common, but lamb, like on a global scale, uh, I mean it is. But there's so Guillaume, Do you want to talk about lamb farming in Iceland? Because you hate it. No, I love it. You don't want to. You don't want to feel the wrath of the lamb farmers here. So they have a uh, they have a death grip on the government here. The lamb farmers. Do you want to go into in, this? Uh, let's just briefly say that they so they overproduce the stuff and get subsidized by the government. And uh, yeah, it's it's a whole lot of bullshit. But yeah, there's I don't know what's with all the sheep. I think it's because they're easy to care for, right? They're fucking idiots. And you just let them walk around for almost the entire year. Then you round them up once a year and put them somewhere. And then you just let them back out. Yeah, but who eats it all? I mean, and we don't wear, people, we don't use that much wool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, there's, mm, I don't know. Yeah, there's quite a bit of wool used in the world. Yeah, but there's just so many sheep everywhere. Everywhere you uh, drive in the UK, you're passing sheep, and you're not passing chickens and cows and other <laughs> useful shit all the time. Chickens are not kept outdoors everywhere, like yeah. in this way. They're not free roaming. I feel uh, like even like there's more pork consumed than there is sheep as yeah, well. But also, yeah, but sheep. It's it's what I'm saying. You don't have to care for the sheep. You see them because they're just they just let them roam all year. Yeah, maybe all over, like outside of their farmland and everything. Like here in Iceland, they have to drive sometimes, like a very very long way to herd up to like round up all their sheep once a year yeah how's your little uh, sheep dog doing ah she was so happy to see me last night no uh, it was yeah she was incredibly happy when i came back and then she ran outside and then uh she had diarrhea nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oof, like really bad it wasn't nice uh and then this morning she was waiting for me outside my bedroom she was super happy i took her for a walk for She's ah, she's happy. She's doing well. The old uh, excited, excited poo. Yeah, but like I think she must have had a stomach thing because this was like you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want to have have this nasty. I did. I actually had diarrhea for about two years. Yeah, you said your giardia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Have Mm. I spoken about that before? uh, Our friend uh, Hjalte, he's in hospital because of his. Should I talk about this? I think it's fine because of ulcerative colitis. Remember D. Scotty. He had ulcerative colitis. Talked about it all the time. Yeah, it hits hard, man. He's been in hospital for fifteen days, sixteen days, or something now. Yeah, and he gets like forty degrees, uh, like a, a fever, a forty degree fever at night, and all this shit. And he sent me a Snapchat yesterday, and he looks, he looks dead. Man, yeah, it's fucked. Ulcerative colitis is a, it's not yeah, a nice, it's not, a, it's not a fun not one. Crohn's. Cr- uh, slightly no. different. Ulcerative colitis yeah. only affects your colon, and then there's differences in sort of the the depth of layers that are affected in your gut. Yeah. Um, and then well, they're definitely related. Yeah, yeah. They're, I forget which one it is. Put I think together it's under IBD. Crohn's is uh, one of those odd ones that's actually uh, protective. A small where smoking is actually yeah. protective. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, but I can't remember if I think it's Crohn's, but it might be ulcerative colitis. But this was what it pissed me off. I was doing some research at one point. And I had to write about this shit and. IBD is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I'm right, is the, it's two different acronyms for very related things. It's on the one hand, irritable bowel disease, and on the other one, it's inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah, so inflammatory call, bowel disease is Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, like, but, yeah. grouped together, right? Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, inflammatory yeah. bowel disease, but then irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome is typically what it's more commonly called, I think, because of the part okay. of that confusion. But also, anytime yeah. anything's called syndrome, it basically means we don't know. Um Except for AIDS. <laughs> right? And Down yeah. syndrome. Uh, uh, yeah. You're wrong about this. Loads of syndromes, you know. Yeah, maybe. I think we need to find a definition of syndrome. A syndrome is just a group of uh, like manifestations that often occur together, like a group of phenotypes. 
So like you can have a syndrome where two people have the syndrome, but they present differently, but they're like, they both present with the symptoms that fall within the syndrome. Mm. You know what I mean? Also, it's ulcerative colitis that smoking is protective against. So just tell mm, your mate okay. to take up smoking. He, uh, I don't think I need to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> but this, the, this ulcerative colitis shit, it's, it's unfair because like, I remember, I think it was Darren Fletcher who played for Man United. Uh, he had to take like two seasons off because, you know, this professional athlete, this super healthy motherfucker with the access to like all this nutrition and the best doctors and all this stuff was just fucked by this random bout of ulcerative colitis. Yeah, we we had a talk by someone uh, once who suffered from it, and he was saying even little things like getting a mortgage was more difficult because banks just weren't willing to take a risk on you in the same way, uh, which was just all Jesus. those tiny little things that are just shit. I was reading about uh, capitalism last night. Nice. In my book, uh, Capital in the 21st Century. Yeah, I want to read that. Uh, it's actually, it's, it's so good. Like, it just gets better and better because he's just... He's being, and he even calls out economists and says that they're bullshit. And he just, he's trying to do what they haven't done, where he's just like trying to gather data and like establish facts based on the data rather than all this like shitty pseudo math that they try to do to pat, try to do to pat themselves on the back. But um, I bet he hasn't called out Tim Hartford because Tim Hartford's the best. <laughs> Whatever. Thomas Piketty is my man. Uh, <laughs> But uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, so some. then I was reading something about insurance and then I, I find this, so uh, what we're seeing, yeah, you're saying that, that companies uh, don't want to take on ulcerative colliders because of this stuff, uh, banks, if you will. Mm. And then I was thinking about insurance premiums. Is it fair that the fact that you're a higher risk group that you pay more, isn't that the point of insurance that you are supposed to spread it between everybody? No, that's the point of taxes. Insurance <laughs> is a private thing. Yeah, okay, but the concept is the same. The The idea is the same. No, the idea is that you are paying a little bit every year so that if at some point something which might happen but probably won't, you're covered. Yeah, but that's the same That's the same as... Uh, okay, for taxes, it's different. It's the same for, for socialized healthcare. So it's the exact same concept, but everyone pays the same for that. Yeah, but that's because it's a socialized system, not a private system. Okay, well, then it shouldn't be a private system. It should be... A socialized system. What, healthcare? Or what are you talking about now? In- insurance, I guess. For what? Everything? <laughs> Everything. Everything. No. Why? No. Because <laughs> I, I don't want my taxes to go towards you insuring your iPhone or insuring your car. Or like, if you buy an expensive okay, you car. Shouldn't, you then... shouldn't insure, like, phone insurance and this sort of stuff. That's a racket. Don't insure. That that sort of insurance shouldn't happen. There's no point. That's That, that is just, like, you're being... You're being robbed, and you're smiling about it. it Don't it should, insure it your. It should be within when you buy it. It should be. There, there should be a warranty, basically. Yeah, there should be a warranty, which there is, so that's fine. But if like if you are, so if the thing breaks and it's gonna fuck you to replace it, then you can insure it, right? Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you shouldn't insure it. They're just stealing your money. Like it's not worth it. Don't insure your small your small items. At least you insure got your house to... and your large. You're items. still talking shit though, like. House insurance. I don't want to have to pay for your house insurance without my taxes. Why? Because then you, ha- if well, you, if you buy a bigger house, you need more insurance. Yeah, you're being wrong about I, this. You can make the exact yeah. same argument for healthcare. Uh, you should accept the fact that if we all chip in, then it's just it's cheaper. You're being selfish. I don't have any life insurance. Okay. The reason is, I get this phone call like every now and then from an insurance company saying, "Oh, I see you don't have a life insurance." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, oh, no shit. And, <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, yeah, I will not see if I can offer you a life insurance. And I'm like, yeah, please do. <laughs> and then they, they, they do. And, and then they come, oh, we have, we have this plan for you. It's shit. <laughs> the premiums are really high. And I'm like, I could have told you that. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm so pissed at them. And they, they forget the same insurance company calls me. Three months later, mm-hmm. I said, like, can we offer you a life insurance? And, I, and nowadays I have to say, yeah, please. <laughs> and then they do. And I'm like, yeah, I, I like to make you work for it. Nice. And then I say, <laughs> I, I even did it last time. And he actually fought with me. <laughs> I was like, I could have told you this before. Why do you fr- constantly call me and ask me about this? 
And then he was like, I could have told you I'm, I have a chronic disease. But you don't, I mean, you frequently call me. I don't know. And then he was like, yeah, how could I have known? I didn't know. Why are you being an ass? Like, I don't like being frequently called about this. Can they not just put like a note in their system? Like every company yeah. can do? Be like, Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. Because that company has done it three times. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Just do it. Just try again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have uh, life insurance so they offered me when i bought my house my apartment then i like had to do the old insurance game and they kept offering me life insurance and my thought process was just who like who's gonna financially lose out on me dying <laughs> no like nobody no one takes a financial Your hit. dog no one Your takes dog. a financial hit from me dying like <laughs> if anything they're gonna they're gonna be better off financially because they get my apartment and my stuff like I don't need to pay you to pay someone for my untimely demise. <laughs> There's no problem. Like if I get a family and children and stuff, then yeah, maybe. But at the moment, like what the hell, man? Like it doesn't make a difference. My dad had insurance for me and none of my other uh, siblings because he thinks I'm the biggest idiot out of all three of them. You are. And then and then he was proven right because then when I when I smashed my feet up climbing, uh, I then got some money. Nice. How much money? I uh, got like. Three and a bit grand. Well, that's not bad, but I mean, uh, did not wor- not worth. I'd say it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good sort of business strategy. Was that like cash in your pocket, From or did it did it have to go towards view. anything? Like specific? Uh, just cash in my pocket. Ah, oh, yeah. nice. What did you buy? Uh, I don't know. I just went. I paid some physio with it. I uh, okay. Know. So that's not cash in your pocket if you paid physio. Well, like but that. I I did whatever I wanted. I chose to do whatever I wanted with. It. I didn't do anything with it specifically. Okay. All right, fair enough. Ooh. Uh, my favorite S&P 500 of course my favorite cash injections are when uh, and everyone if you don't know this if your flight in the EU uh, to or from the EU is delayed by more than a certain number of hours you get a bunch of money and if it's four hours and you get um, like up to a whole bunch of money normally it's around 500 euros because that's like the normal distance that you're going and this has happened a bunch of times to me where the flight is delayed by more than four hours and then you get a 500 euro cash injection uh, and you can just spend that shit on whatever you want. Nice. Lovely. Uh, shout out to Wow Air. Fuck you guys, because they <laughs> owed me this money. They refused to pay it, and then they went out of business. The book I'm currently reading is called Admissions by Henry Marsh. And it's basically this... Uh, is it about university clever... admissions? No, it's not. It's about hospital admissions. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a super, some super smart neurosurgeon that's had a baller career in London has kind of come to the end and then has written some bitter memoirs about becoming mm-hmm. a bitter old man as far as I can tell so far <laughs> um, but in it he has a really good quote where he's talking about um, the fact that so many times when he's been so sure he knew something over his career he's then later realized he was wrong um, and this is just a, a repeating process for him and he said all knowledge is provisional I thought that was quite a nice little Ooh. <laughs> not, not all knowledge right not like uh, grass. Well, green I knowledge. guess n- not. But then it's probably a good attitude in general to, yeah. to view all knowledge as potentially provisional. Yeah, you should. You should definitely like be open to like reconsidering everything. Yeah, based on new facts and like new revelations. Absolutely, that's that's smart. Smart yeah. little boy. Smart uh, little cookie. Yeah. Uh, something. Something. Yeah, I was thinking about this yesterday. There was a song I was listening to, and it uh, there was like a a little sample from a speech at the end by some, or like some audio from a dude talking. Uh, and I've talked to my boss about this, my CEO, Kaori Stefansson, shout out, uh, about this. And it, it sort of touches on the same stuff, right? Where uh, like uh, the stuff you think you know at one point, you don't know later. Mm. Uh, and I was saying something about like contentment. Yeah, this was this was following up in the steps about like, remember we talked about like contentment and happiness and these sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, and I was making the case that not being uh, happy with your life was a positive thing because it like pushed you to do more things because like as soon as you, you know, retire to your cottage in the countryside and you're so like, you love every single thing about your life and you're like, everything is perfect and you just have your dog, like then you might as well just die, right? Mm. <laughs> and he, Fair and he, what? Yeah. Why? Because there's no like there's no growth to be had, right? And that was like is that is that something like is there something there? 
Does no. you disagree with this? As in, so once you get to the stage of retiring and you're kind of just not enjoying it, life rather than growing, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, for. it doesn't have anything to do with with uh, with retiring you are per actually, se. You are actually saying this is a bad thing. Uh, no, I'm saying you're that, saying like, there's you're you saying reach, there's a negative. You consider that a negative thing. Yes, I'm saying that's, if you reach like a an intellectual and spiritual let's say uh like peak of, for yourself and you think that you have like completed yourself as a person mm-hmm. uh that's it like at that point you might as well just like stop your journey i mean no. i think no no one ever becomes no one ever reaches it but no one is oh never mind. that's when you get a sailboat and then you fucking doss around the mediterranean and what's the point in that Don't start that. Now I sound like Guzio. What's the point in anything? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. No, no, the, no the point but is but the... there is a point in feeling good. There is not only feeling good by growing. You can feel good by being content. Yeah, Just well said. With... Mm. Yeah, I mean, there is your bias coming in. You do not value that thing. Maybe I don't know. It's like uh, the the. It's about the journey, not the destination. So like, it's Ooh. like uh, like Frodo, right? He reached his destination and he decided to go off into the. He like symbolically died, right? Because the worst no character in the whole of Lord of the Rings, Frodo. Sorry, worst character in the whole of Lord of the Rings. Uh, no, because he is what he had to be. He's the protagonist. You have to be able to like project onto him. He can't be too much. Hmm. Yeah. He like he serves a purpose if he. Like I've watched Lord of the Rings before by just <laughs> skipping ahead on every every section of his little journey. Yeah, but uh, now he plays a he, he plays an important role, and without him, the whole thing it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like That's he, true. you need that that character, and he, he needs to be exactly what he was. Yeah, but he's Sam's the vessel for so much more of a badass. Yeah, but he the, he also that's the he is a badass because Frodo exists. Yeah, it's like Ron yeah. Weasley. Ron Weasley's a piece of shit, but he's only great because Harry Potter is an even bigger piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's it is necessary. Frodo is necessary. There's also with talking about the uh, all knowledge is provisional thing. There's a a thing of learning. I don't know if you've heard it before, but it's talking about when you start a new task or when you start a new job or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're you start unconsciously incompetent, so you don't. You don't know that you're shit at it. You don't know what you need to do then. And then as you go along a bit, you get to that frustration bit because you're consciously incompetent. Mm. And then after a while, you get good at it, but you really have to think about what you're doing. So then you're at the conscious competent stage. And then mm. after a while, it becomes autopilot. And then you're unconsciously inc- uh, unconsciously competent. Mm. Yeah, this I've I've read about this or like been exposed to this. It also goes for like uh, like musical instruments, for example. Mm, yeah. Where like you reach a point where you can sort of you can be competent and play without having to put any thought or like any real conscious effort into the fact and like yeah these are the sorts of people that like you hear these Alzheimer's patients that are completely gone but you put them out a piano and they can play mm. it's interesting hey did you say we had a uh, a little voicemail uh, yeah I mentioned uh, I mentioned Fogg didn't I but he turns out he hasn't actually sent anything so. Uh, do you uh-huh. have you have something right? Yeah, so I've got sent something uh, which is kind of feedback from uh, last week's episode. Uh, okay, so we can play that. Okay, yeah, go for it. I'm just set for a run. I disagree with the uh, the whole. You know, it's worse to eat the food that's left than to throw out because it's calories at the end of the day, and if you eat the calories, you maintain them. And then maybe you feel less hungry tomorrow morning or whatever, unless you throw up. Uh, whereas if you throw them out, that whole energy cycle doesn't really produce much value, unless you like feed it to pigs or something. If you compost it, you take a high-value product and make it super low-value. And the newest thing, um, I'll call you about. Uh, I can't be fucked explaining them. But then the tap thing—that's really why I called. Uh, The tap thing's a plumbing standard where you're not allowed to mix the cold water and the hot water because the cold water comes direct from the mains but the hot water is stored in your house. So they want to reduce the risk of the hot water going down the cold water pipe because that's owned by the state and they have no control over what your hot water is doing. So the mixing taps in the UK actually don't mix it. They 
or maybe they do now, but uh, the water, the hot and cold water just came out side by side. So there you go. Okay, so this man said a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of which I think is silly. <laughs> yeah, I, so I th- I think the thing about the food is silly. I messaged him, I messaged him back about that, saying that because we're all fat, I don't think that's a good point. Yeah, so it's not as simple as this. It's not as simple as like you eat a calorie today, you save a calorie tomorrow. Because if you store the calorie today, uh, you have like more you need to maintain tomorrow, basically. Imagine a person, uh, like a a 50 kilogram person and a 150 kilogram person, just to have a like an uh, an exaggerated example. Even if the hunt, if they have the same like skeletal mass and same like organ mass and same muscle mass, and the only real difference is like their fat mass. The 150 kilogram person is going to eat more mm. just to maintain. So mm. what you're doing is you're like by eating the more like what you don't need now, you're creating more of a need for yourself later. So really, you're the one extra cat. You could either like throw away one calorie today or make yourself require and probably eat like maybe a hundred calories. Because or of at that least calorie. don't don't throw it. Just keep it and eat it later. Yeah. Okay. Do that. That's smarter. Obviously. Yeah, and also he brought in high value, low value products. That's arbitrary. That's that's like economics. And it. Sort what of do you mean? He brought in high value, low value. Because he, he was saying he was saying you take human food and you make it into pig food, uh, but then you're taking a high value product and you make it into a low value product. He said, which sounds like mm. he's talking about like the economics of human food versus mm. animal food, which is arbitrary. Like, <laughs> you can't just say it's arbitrary and then use that as an argument to make him wrong. No, it's not. It's not as wrong. It's just that I don't see the I don't see the significance of that argument because, like, the in terms of like environmentalism, which is what we were talking about, in that was mm. the the drive behind what you said, right? Uh, or wastefulness or whatever. The yeah, it was the, rel- yeah. the arbitrary relative economic value of the products has no bearing. Is my point? Why? Why not? Because if you're taking something which can be consumed by humans, whereas something you could feed to pigs would be take less energy to produce, for instance, because there'd maybe be less standards around it and whatever. Yeah, but th- that's um, it's already been produced, so it doesn't matter. What you're sitting with a, ha- a slice of pizza that you don't need to eat, the economic value of that pizza doesn't matter if you're thinking about the calories. Like if you're gonna throw it away, away or eat, or like eat it when you don't mm, need it, or give it because it's pig, already made. Yeah, it's already been like yeah, the, okay. the economic yeah. value doesn't matter. Is my point. Uh, and the second thing about the taps, I find it weird because I have put together one of these mixing, uh, well, not put together, I've like installed a mixing like tap in my house. Mm. Um, and I don't see where the the hot water would mix with the cold water in the state's pipes because it's just not how these things work. Like it's it's not how it works. And in the UK, I have noticed this, that if you, when you have a mixing tap, the like one side of the water thing that's dripping down is hot and the other one is cold, which is ridiculous. Uh, but like no other prob- no other country seems to have this issue. So I don't know. Like, it's not, you can't be like, oh, it's like the US when they're like, uh, we can't do this because you can't talk about gun control in smaller countries. It's just so different for us. It's like, no, you're not special. Like your water isn't special. <laughs> like just because you decided to make this ridiculous decision doesn't make it smart. <laughs> Thanks for the voicemail, though. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys have any comments on this, or is it just me just giving our listeners shit all the time? Me, Ragnar, just going on a one-man rant. The thing uh, is, I don't care. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Uh, does anyone have a skill of the week? Oh, I've got a bad skill, but I really hope someone else has got something. Uh, I've been so anything. busy this week that I haven't really thought of it. It's always you giving skills, so just yeah, it is. Fuck it, just go for it. This is another one that I really recommend that people do. I don't know if anyone's tried it. Lighting your farts on fire. I've tried it. Yeah, I set my pants on fire once when I was trying. That never happens. I, no, like didn't set them on fire like a cartoonish sort of way, but like I I burnt them. Burnt them. Yeah, and that they were happen. like there was a, a very small flame that I had to like put out, and I burnt my pants. Mm. Yeah. So for anyone keen to try this, you can do it through clothes. That's yep. not a problem. And then oh, you, can, I, can I interrupt way, really quickly? Yeah. So I've thought about this and people have laughed at me for this. But when it's very cold outside, 
I'm always a little bit afraid of farting because, you know, <laughs> when you like breathe out in the cold, there's like, uh, <laughs> like steam. <laughs> <or What? laughs> so like, what, but we do, you can't be like, what? Like, how is that? Like your mouth and your ass are the same thing. They're just mirrored, right? But <laughs> we we are just one big ass, donut. <laughs> your ass is covered. Okay. But yeah. But if I put on a Corona mask, let's say, and I breathe that you, what you would still it wouldn't be crazy to think that you yeah, would see a little bit of... Yeah, why don't your farts? So I Googled this, and it's because of the moisture content. Apparently, the, your farts are much drier than your breath. Mm. Uh, so that's why okay. I don't. Uh, but it, this isn't... People need to stop acting like this is ridiculous. Oh, I have another <laughs> I have another thing that we should discuss. Or should we save it for next podcast? Another thing that people need to... We'll save it. People need to stop telling me I'm ridiculous for thinking this because it's... What is it? Uh, no, the next podcast. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> But people need to stop telling me that I'm ridiculous for thinking that you could see my farts in the cold. Like this is this is a, a normal fear. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I've never but, been scared of that. But now I'm going to it's be. like like this doesn't matter. Who cares? Listen, if you see this, yeah, it's but, just going to be funny if you would see it. Yeah, but come on, man. Like it's a thing. You you don't want to be the one with the cloud around your. Yeah, you don't want to be the cloud <laughs> farter. Uh, so the, I recommend wearing jeans, but trackies would do. They're just slightly more risk of melting. They're the easiest way. Melting? To get... What do you wear? Plastic trackies? Yeah, trackies melt if you. Oh, you're talking about like the horrible, like polyester ones. Like yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking like uh, cotton, cotton. Mm, nice weapons. Um, then lie on your back. Go into like the baby pose with your legs back, and mm. then get the lighter as close to your butthole as you can, and then fart. Honestly, this is. Uh, this skill is on par with your with your <laughs> stupid skill from the what was that skill? The bottle Which skill. Which one? Oh the bottle one. This is yeah. because what yeah. you're saying, you're saying how to light your farts on fire. Uh your your strategy is light them on fire. Like you haven't No, because any I've recommended the garment you need to wear. I've recommended a good body position for it. Not Surely just the that, optimal not all garment are, is the optimal garment is birthday suit. Yeah, but then, like, if you're at a party or whatever, then maybe getting your butthole out is not the most acceptable thing. <laughs> That's so this not is, a party that of doing I want it to attend. I don't want to attend a party where I can't get my butthole out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, as far as I recommend turning the light off, just mm. for added effect. Uh, yeah. It's bad skill, bad skill. But uh, if anyone wants to send us videos of, of them farting, uh, lighting their farts on fire, then I would be more than willing to watch that. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends uh, sort of abused the trust of uh, a fellow friend. We were away camping and uh, we were all in one of those, you know, those tents that have the big pods off the sides. Um, uh, and so no, well, like but, sleep, like, like bedroom. Sleep, they've got, yeah. So they've got like, mm-hmm. they've got like one big center bit and then they've got pods off the side that you can zip shut. Mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so we all, uh, we all hid in these little pods and zipped in. And then my mate went into the the tent and called in one of my other mates. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm kind of worried I've got a, a tick on my ass. It's all right if you take a loop. <laughs> and so my mate was like, eh, no worries, I'll do that. And like, being all nice and kind about it. And, and then he, so he goes on all fours and pulls down his trousers. And guy's like, oh, I can't, I can't see anything. Don't worry, I can't. And then... Uh, Jamie was like, "Oh, just, just, just a bit closer, because I'm, sh- I'm so sure it's there." And he's like, "Oh, I can't. I honestly, I can't see anything. I think you're good. I think you're good. No, just a bit closer. So his face is just really close to his ass, and then Jamie just farts in his face. <laughs> <laughs> this is comedy. Oh, the abuse of trust. There, that's the kind of thing that's going to damage you for life. Yeah, that." That's horrible. That it's, it's wonderful. It is the best thing ever, but it's horrible. Uh, I'm going to end this episode on a single thing. I uh, we might talk about it later, but talking about farts, I once farted, and uh, I gagged at the smell, and I mm. very nearly threw up. Like very nearly threw up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we can talk about that later. Uh, for now, uh, remember email us at callingmonroe at gmail if you have any voicemails and uh, hints and They're tips and tricks. Words. They're a party yeah, words. Rela- Listen, I'm going to do the, the PR stuff. And then I'm you so can, excited. I know, I know you are. You probably have some horrible <laughs> quotes. Uh, email some us Susan there. Gale quote. Yeah, follow us on uh, Instagram at Calling Monroe. Uh, f- 
listened to my music at Brex because that was shouted out at on If I Were You, listen to If I Were You, listen to me, uh, Spotify, B-R-I-K-C-S. Yes. Uh, go to Monroe's Hospital and dry his tears. Uh, get <laughs> with on uh, affordable life insurance. Monroe, do you have any parting words? Uh, all knowledge is provisional. Oh, very good. Uh, never heard that before. Gucci Mane, do you have any random, uh, totally original <laughs> quotes for us yes, as parting words? Yes, yes. Okay. L- listen, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> you were born an original. Don't die as a copy. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, do you, uh, do you and maybe be kind, have And a- be kind. Mm, and be, be kind. Be kind. Uh, and I'm just going to say keep on trucking goodbye bye, everyone if you're feeling low in need of a bro there's one thing that makes your heart start to glow calling Monroe calling Monroe Calling Monroe